Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Sunflower Girl Collective Podcast. Um, We're starting our summer female rap series. So make this a summer female rap 2020. Um, Make this the decade of female rap, honestly, is the goal of this new series. But every week, I'm trying to talk about new topics within hip hop that women have like not necessarily been able to discuss without you know another man jumping down our throat on a timeline so yeah this is like a space for you know black femme queer you know everybody who feels misrepresented in hip-hop to just come and like listen and share our side of the story so so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun um If you guys want to follow the Sunflower Girl Collective on all of our accounts, you should follow at Sunflower Girl Collective on Instagram, at Sunflower Girl Co. on Twitter, the Sunflower Girl Collective on Facebook. Um, Yeah, we have www.thesunflowergirlcollective.org where all of our projects are being hosted right now. Um, currently we're looking for submissions for our second anniversary magazine because it's been almost two years of Sunflower Girl business being conducted so we're gonna celebrate that with an issue for our literary magazine including all of you guys so hit us up about that if you guys have any concerns questions anything you want to submit all right so now that that's out of the way, this week's episode, we're going to discuss um, a cancer rapper, one of the few, you know, cancer rappers out there. His name is Pop Smoke. Um, Pop Smoke is a rapper from Brooklyn. He is kind of king of Brooklyn drill. He's very well known internationally, very big in the UK um loves an afro beat and his deluxe album just dropped today which is his birthday and that's kind of crazy um since pop smoke he was only turning 21 this year um he was shot fatally in a home invasion last february but the forever youthful quality that his music will have now um that's sort of bittersweet for a lot of his fans in the hip-hop community so it's a very hard subject to talk about especially because this recent trend of mortality among rappers and then violence being you know reenacted and enacted for profit like the recent Megan Thee Stallion you know shooting between her and another rapper it's just getting to a place where it's starting to become something that the community should really recognize and start to talk about their protection and conflict resolution skills honestly there are much better ways to resolve conflict than that but i digress from that and i want to talk about something else in the hip-hop community that also needs you know some talking about and some revision and that is big 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 colorism my largest issue with this last album is that it does not sound indicative of you know the pop smoke i heard on the previous two other projects that he's worked on and inherently that was lyrically i'm talking about because a lot of the hooks and a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the subject material of his songs 
are women and that's ironic coming from the guy who said I'm a slut has nothing to do with girls but a lot of his you know he's a lover you know and a lover can be a fighter a lover cannot be a fighter we can talk that through all day but he was a lover and a lot of his songs have this really classic R&B feel that you know it's the song that you've heard before again and again and again but you're hearing this really young new fresh take on it and you know to some guys it might not sound young and new and fresh because you know love is not their favorite subjects but for a lot of women in hip-hop that is one of the few places that we get represented as you know um people human beings and i wrote an article on medium about pop smoke's inclusion of women into his music and how that has affected the way that you know a lot of women in new york even or women even across the world have viewed themselves there's tons of lyrics in his previous projects that include an array of women and i'm not sure what was happening Um, I say this in the article, but I'm not sure what's happening truly in his personal life. I mean, rap is storytelling. It's an art. It is fiction and fact mixed together, blended and apart. And that's kind of the beauty of it. That's kind of the, you know, limits that we have with our imagination. We can't have any when we're in this hip hop space. Um, So, yeah, I really don't know what was going on in his real life. I bet he probably did have a light skinned girlfriend that he cared a lot about and, you know, all these women could have just been for marketing purposes but i can't necessarily view you know music like that because on that level then every single song about anybody is just for marketing value and i don't believe that that's the world that we live in i don't believe that those are the you know complete goals of the people who are singing about other people i do think that pop smoke had intentions of making women feel good and women feel supported and women feel admired and women feel satisfied there's way less of this you know current i hate these bitches trend that i've been hearing in his music it's way more antagonistic towards men and way more appreciative of you know women especially black women um mostly black women um, my main issue is with the last album, Shoot for the Moon, Aim for the Stars, is that there's colorism present. There's a lot of colorism present, and I'm not even going to blame him because that would be unheard of. This album was not handled by him. It was handled by his team. It was handled by um, his you know, manager's assistants and also 50 Cent, who is a documented colorist. So why am I shocked? why would i be shocked the only thing that shocks me is the stark difference between the last projects and this one but even on this one there are some lines where i feel like he noted that you know there are women of varying skin tones that he's attracted to but i've never seen so many light skin hooks there's a hook for light skin women on almost like three out of the 10 songs about love maybe five out of 10 maybe half is the right um math and i'll try to do that math when i you know talk about this later on but it's just really frustrating because i feel like that's 50 cents impact in a nutshell um but yeah i'll get into the article and start reading it before we talk any further about it
Okay. So yeah, the article starts with referencing Wrath Month. Um, Wrath Month is an LGBT concept where, you know, how June is Pride Month, there's another seventh deadly sin, which is Wrath Month, which is something else that the LGBT community should be exploring. You can look that concept up on its own, um, on your own time outside of this, um, but Wrath Month means July. So July, this July, um, writer and activist Alexander Leon, he posted a viral infographic on his Instagram and on Twitter regarding a guide to sexual racism for white people in response to the queer community's rampant racism on their dating apps like Grindr. Um, and as history would have it, white people, the queer ones, mostly began to respond and their responses were crazy. <laughs> they, they ranged from co-opting the slogan, my body, my choice, and I even read, if I prefer not to date Asians, I have my fucking reasons. Like, whoa, <laughs> like, backtrack for a second. And I think it's time to have, you know, a guide to sexual racism for racists, which is a term that's more aware of how we all can perpetuate white supremacy. I mean, I think that I really don't like the idea that we have racists being, you know, full-time. I think that there are some part-time racists out there that also operate on a deadly scale. You know, they clock in and clock out whenever they feel like it. So I think that there is um, time now in the discussion for us to acknowledge the part-time racists themselves. And, you know, sometimes you're only racist when you're on a date with an Asian. (laughs) So let's just talk about, you know, how we can analyze sex relations. Um, And in my opinion, this article for me is, you know, one of the best ways I can analyze the modern state of sex relations is through rap music and especially if I need it through the eyes of the youth and especially if I need it through the eyes of men um because that's two things hip-hop is is really young well skewing more young but it's generations now it's reaching its fifth generation um and then men very male dominated group very very male dominated which we'll talk about more this month but with hip-hop the thing is no one is asking you to do anything no one's asking you to do anything else but remember that you need to think for yourself and not let other people think for you period that is a big thing in hip-hop there is space for everybody and no one is asking you to decide who you are except for you so that's on you and that's one of the big things I learned growing up in the hip-hop era but um, around the time that I saw the graphic that got me thinking about you know part-time racism colorism dating practices all of that queerness um pop smoke posthumously he released his album on july 3rd and earlier i said the album name wrong so i'm really 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 sorry about that um please forgive me um but it's shoot for the stars aim for the moon and i think i said shoot for the moon aim for the stars so forgive me shoot for the stars aim for the moon um he released that july 3rd it's produced by 50 cent and 50 cent did it for free so he's just kindly reinforcing that young black boy idea of you know 50 cent being a superhero i've heard that many a times before um but yeah people really do look up to that guy um you know, in the New York Times, even Pop Smoke himself, he, when he met with 50, he was recording everything 50 Cent said on his phone, so that's a real idolization there, and maybe, you know, Pop Smoke really wanted to be just like 50 Cent, you know, and maybe Pop Smoke was gone before he could realize that celebrity culture is actually, like, not all that, and he would have learned that by becoming one, 
but one of the things I started to realize in the late 2010s myself is that sometimes people can do things that are wonderful, genius, and they can still be wrong. And, you know, one is supposed to outgrow that teenage phase where celebrities are idols, you know, they have perfect judgment because that's just not, that's not the case. And just this week, 50 Cent went on a show with Lil Wayne and said some of the most awful things. Well, it wasn't just this week, but it was when this article was written at that time, it was just that week. And I was so mad. Um, and he said some of the most awful things about black women that I had ever heard on that podcast or that radio show. And it's clear to me that celebrities should just stop having podcasts. But, you know, that was around the same time that I'm listening to Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. I can't stop listening to it, you know, and I didn't want to steal a black man's joy on a week like this, obviously. But after the past few months and years of black men policing how black women talk, policing their tone, their actions, their behavior, I just wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked at all. And it was making me angry, you know, because of history and it's not just 50's own history of being misogynistic or or experiencing you know all of what he's experienced but going back 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 to when Europeans first traveled to Africa in the 17th century and they believed that Africans were just sexually you know explicit because of their dancing which was just twerking and their religions and their polygamy and their style of dress which is like you know what whatever being closer to the equator obviously means we're gonna have darker skin and less clothes duh because it's warmer but yeah it's just it's colonial to me in that sense and that's why it really just pissed me off um and I've noticed that you know a lot of cisgender heterosexual black men in Virginia will share views with 50 like men I have gone on date with as a black woman a dark skin brown skin at the very least black woman just just you know they'll openly admit that they have a thing for white women or light-skinned women or non-black women of color they they just they like can't help themselves they have to say it but it's not like they end the date immediately or anything but it's like at that moment I would literally be at the funeral of our love like and and it reinforced this idea that I had as a kid that for a long time like I had this idea that love would be impossible and it could have been soul crushing the first time I remembered that most men I have deeply cared for have this itch that I just can't scratch for a privilege I cannot provide and yet I'm, I'm still there you know expected to submit to their subconscious rejection happily in order to be protected from systems that want me hurt dead or gone and that's really really tough pill to swallow but I swallowed it um and the main problem with 50 cents rant calling dark-skinned women angry and and light-skinned women exotic or foreign is that it's all based off of stereotypes like this is some modern minstrel show set in the house and field days instead of the age of information where we're all allowed to read now like this colonial idea of blacks and other marginalized groups being sexually out of control has never left and its existence is held in every single kind of group and it goes from the the subservient asian woman to the jezebel to the latin lover to all the ebony porn categories the, all the sexual literature porn and cinema all of it they all had tropes related to sexual racism and people of color and this affects everybody sexual stereotypes are sexual racism in the form of biological storytelling period and we'll get into that later but 
it's just funnily enough that um, Vivica A. Fox, who dated 50 Cent, when she like heard what he said about you know separating his women into caste systems, she said, oh, he just has fuckboy tendencies. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, really? You would say that because you don't want anyone to challenge you, which admittedly made me laugh. And then I saw 50 Cent responded saying, you know, Vivica's still in love with me. <laughs> And that just lets me know the maturity level of, you know, the people that we're dealing with right now. So maybe this idea, that concept, people tell me it's not that deep, which we'll also talk about why that's problematic to say. But, you know, for whatever reason you tell yourself that, oh, I just like lighter skin, it's a preference. Just know that you are for sure telling on yourself. Like, that is so telling of who you are as a human being and a person. Um, Yeah. So, human beings especially the flawed, the narcissist, they're going to have legacies and they're going to have empires. And when I started dating, it dawned on me that these people would have to be, you know, a part of that, a part of a legacy, a part of an empire, a part of something bigger than themselves. And it dawned on me that the fact that they were attracted to me, you know, dark skinned me must have tormented them because my blackness didn't pale, but it matched their own. And it tormented them so much that their torment demanded that I submit. And it was soul-crushing, but it wasn't enough. Like, first off, attraction is really complicated. And proximity, shared culture, reciprocity, those are all factors. And sexual racism is kind of old school. It's like old school rampant. Like, some of these OGs, they were just never aware that they were being, you know, racist or colorist because both pale and dark parties just really might enjoy being hypersexualized by each other like there might be some happy couples in that union and and seriously if you think about it like they weren't hiding it either rap lyrics in the 1999 like they are they're just all kinds of questionable like I don't even want to get into examples of them but we all know that um so growing up in this era is what's the most important thing to look at Um, because growing up with all this it just made me feel sometimes that I was an embarrassing person like I was someone who didn't deserve to be affectionate or be seen with in public because I knew I wasn't what you know everybody or they wanted like it was very easy to be insecure because of things like that and maybe maybe if I was what they wanted I would be finally worth all this trouble and like I'm like being from New Jersey living in Virginia so being from Jersey and then like moving to the south and being here for the past five years like I have been here on cursed and stolen land with people who are too scared of how beautiful they are for the past five years like that's crazy to me and I almost expected to hear it in like those subtle ways even from the men in my communities and even from my own music like I have to expect to hear this and I used to cringe during a lot of Pop Smoke's line because you know there's homophobia there's transphobia there's all these other things and phobias but you know I I granted him grace because I knew that Pop Smoke was really young and I hoped that one day he would outgrow misogynoir outgrow you know all these things that were these ills of products of their environments and their situations I knew that unlearning was a very big part of the journey of growth so I was hoping that he could outgrow the things that you know are an OG's downfall but now his legacy is that he'll be forever young younger than me 
and again that's the thing I, I can't help but think about um, yeah Whew. so that's what makes me so mad about rappers who talk about uh, light skinned women so much is that they don't get it and I know a lot of music is storytelling so I don't know what Pop Smoke did in his real life, okay? I, it was clear, though, that women and their representation in his music is important to him, which I can't say about a lot of other rappers. So it's different that he cared about a lot of women and that he cared that in his music that they all felt good. And feeling good, that means feeling supported, admired, satisfied, adored. You know, this isn't to glorify him for that because that should be, like, you know, the treatment, the standards should be higher. But it's just to acknowledge how sometimes the students of hip-hop can outgrow the master. Sometimes the students, the young ones, the people coming up, they come in and they unlearn and they unpack and they see what's useful and what isn't. And some modern black men, like 50 Cent, they just simply do not enjoy black women and they expect our submission and our devotion or we're wrong all the time. But that wasn't Pop Smoke. What's so unique about sexual racism and what makes it difficult and what makes it pervasive is that for black children, it hits hardest when it's from their own community and it's during pure puberty. So it appears when a child is becoming an adult and it's taught and learned behavior because human beings, we're the mammals that mimic and imitate for survival. And it starts early, like at a, such a tender age. And it comes from racist young men, women and non-binaries alike. There are covert racists in all shades. And at the end of the day, fixing internal race issues, that does not going to be solved by everyone dating one race. No one is saying flock to the nearest dark-skinned girl right now and worship her and get on your knees. Like it is always your body, your choice, and it's natural to just be attracted to people of your own race or culture. You got to call yourselves out though. You have to. And the short answer why is because the way you treat people matters because future generations are definitely watching. So what I really loved about Pop Smoke was that it was refreshing to see a young man have a brand that includes caring about women feeling good. His boundaries for love did not exclude the basic things like kindness, compassion, empathy, loyalty. You know, he, in reality, he he brought those back. And, you know, some black people, when they saw that graphic about sexual racism I mentioned earlier, they asked, oh, why would you want the affections of a racist and try to change them anyway? Why don't you guys just not find the racism attractive if it's racism? First of all, there is no if. <laughs> Second of all, it's a fair question because I can promise I don't find 50 Cent's racism attractive or his colorism attractive, but my issue is that the best predictors of the stability and the quality of a relationship is a childhood attachment style on an adult relationship and a level of commitment along with kindness intelligence emotional stability dependability not skin color that's my issue and those traits that i listed the best predictors of the quality of a relationship those traits are all about parenting socialization decision making and like I said it's so pervasive from its their own community and during such a tender age that 
dependability, commitment, all these things, those are not going to help decision making. And so for what Pop Smoke was unable to provide in commitment, he provided a model of ways to treat women well. Evidence of his appreciation they showed with graphic and clear direction. And so, yeah, at least four of the songs on his album are classic serenades that sample R&B like So Into You by Tamiya. And that has been every child's, you know, especially every black child's gateway towards imagining what true love could be like, the way every child does that. Our parents and our environments, those are some of the biggest factors of us choosing partners in this life. After her dad laughed in agreement with 50 Cent and his rant on angry black women, Regina Carter tweeted, I am black, I am exotic, I am beautiful, I am enough. And for a man's dark-skinned daughter to know that her father, despite at one point having full attraction to their dark-skinned mother, conducted paper bag tests for girls that he dates, it starts to raise painful emotions of past generational trauma, insecurities. And it's the same idea when one starts to have siblings compare skin tones or to have racist parents try to care for something that they harbor internal biases towards. It's a serious backpack that needs to be unpacked, but it's necessary. So my son or my daughter never feels like they have to envy another person's skin. That's what we need to get away from. So sexual racism is not if it is racism. Sexual racism is not people just coming up with new things that have damaged people. Sexual racism is a covert system a narrative it's got to stop and we have these ideas of people who they are and i've even seen on twitter recently like girls being like oh i mean i want to get date a guy from the hood because you know they act like x y and z like cut that out because there's no reason to assign this person to a stereotype to a place there's just no reason to do that and maybe that's why none of us really like each other because there's no empathy at all but talk to people actually connect with them and then maybe see what they're like and then maybe learn everything about them first instead of the other way around um and I'm glad I realized this because today I no longer believe I would never be able to give anyone security or safety because I can never make a black man feel comfortable in his skin now I only worry if my true love will help me feel comfortable in mine and to have pop smoke display that his love is black in all shades was a deep breath in it was plentiful, deep, soulful, and romantic. And I know that, you know, his demographic probably hates love songs, but it's it's one of the few places where black women in hip-hop can feel really seen. Um, and the last part of the article is just to warn about being reactionary and saying blacks only is the answer. I know I said that already, but I feel like I need to say it again. Having sex with black people, especially men, is not progressive. Okay, girls? It's not noteworthy, and it's not a kink. It's definitely not a kink. Like, if you think it's a kink, you need to go watch Slave Play. Um, But for all the colorists, also, like 50 cents, having sex only with light-skinned black or non-black people, especially women, it's not exotic. It's not noteworthy, and it's not demanding of praise. The idea that a lighter-skinned person is more feminine and a darker-skinned person is more masculine, that comes from white supremacy, so you might just be a little racist, even if the sex was really good. It's not worth teaching our young people to be insecure and kind. 
proclaiming, oh, no dark skins and reinforcing these negative stereotypes about sisters is not about your sexual preference. <laughs> it's racism and it hurts families and keeps generations stuck. Pop Smoke only graduated high school in 2018, two years ago, and I find myself every day wishing that there was more time to make unknown a love his elders could never truly know about. The album will always be as refreshing as the first time I heard it.